Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling today? Feeling good. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Um, it's an honor to be here and connecting in this way. Uh, what else makes today special, Fee? We are not at our table in Oakland, California. Uh-uh. We are actually real live. Live. In D.C. We are coming to you live from the Spice Suite in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Uptown. Yep. Where you at? With Kamali Ali. Yes, and a community right before us. We have loved ones in the building today. Yeah, turn up. We got loved ones in the building today who have come to hold space with us um, to practice loving more abundantly. So from our home uh, to your hearts, thank you for tuning to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners and the audience here at the Spice Suite. The Black Love Podcast Network. Hey. Wow. Sophia, I was um I was thinking today about the journey here, right? Um in this context. This was our first time traveling as a family. Traveling as a family uh on a flight this long. Yes, it was. Incredibly long. And it took a lot of flexibility and being present with each other. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I just want to just acknowledge and shout out the work uh, you did to help get the family present. Thank you. It matters a great deal. Thank you. I'm happy that we made it here safely. Uh I got Kamali in my arms. This is not how we usually track, (laughs) but that's okay. She snatched my earring and that's all right. I'm okay with that. Ooh. Is that an affirmation? (laughs) <laughs> she snatched my earring and I'm okay and with I'm that. I'm okay with nah, that. No, nah, don't ever affirm that. They snatch right. your earring, you better let me work on that. Let me breathe. Man. Nah. No, but really giving thanks. I also wanted to acknowledge what it means to be in this space right now. Two years ago, two and a half years ago, two years ago, maybe. It was February 2020. Mm-hmm. We were in this exact store yep. um, and our arms were empty and our hearts were full. And there was people who came from far and wide to show us love and support. And then after, like, the general connecting and meet meet and greet, there was another population of people who stayed. You remember that, Fee? Yes, I do. Very, very much so. Vividly, actually. And it appeared to us it was people who experienced grief. We just kind of stayed and connected differently than a transaction. And I think it's profound that we come together this way and we're able to hold space again. Mm -hmm. And it's so different. Mm -hmm. Our arms are full. We have a a very, very uh, active one year old. (laughs) But I want to name that the difference of recording with her present, though challenging, is such the sweetest Mm. becoming. Mm-hmm. The fact that we were in this location mm-hmm. where the grief was palpable mm-hmm. and now we have our arms are filled and our hearts are filled and we're connecting with people from uh, near and far. Yeah. We even had a few Instagram cousins come by. We did have Instagram cousins. I love Instagram cousins. I They're love my it. favorite. Because I, I think it has a lot to do with the black experience. And connectedness. Yes. And belongingness. Yes. So when you see examples of love, you see examples of family, you see examples of yourself in a way, mm-hmm. right? 
Like mm-hmm. I, I look in into the audience and I see reflections of me. Mm-hmm. I see people who walk with me, who've grown with me, who've watched us become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've never had this experience this way, right? Mm-hmm. When we when we did our broadcast from Sacramento, that was powerful. But DC holds a certain story board to our development, mm-hmm. to our union. Mm-hmm to our culture, to our reference. So I just really want to say thank you again. Man. Shout out to the Spice Suite. Shout out to the Spice Suite. Not even singularly what it was for us and how it held space for us two years ago, but who Angel is to me. So the owner of this spice shop, um, as you all have met and may know, Angel Gregorio, who is a dear friend of mine, I met her in grad school, actually. Uh We were sharing a class on cognitive assessment. And um, I don't know why I was thinking that she was school psych, but it was counseling psych. Dominica was school psych. I was ed psych. And um, at the time, Angel was actually pregnant with Mm Caden, her firstborn. And um, we were just, you know, friends in in class, but also able to support each other along that journey of what it was like, you know, being pregnant in grad school. And um, being being there for her. But mm-hmm. even more than that, like Angel is just a, a dope being mm-hmm. from D.C. Uh, she's from Uptown. The best way I can describe her is somebody who just, she gives. She gives her full self, right? She knows how to give to her community and her loved ones. And she has a deep love for Black people, especially Black people in D.C. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm just so honored to be her friend. Mm-hmm. Like to know her and to know who she is, to know how she gives and to be a recipient of, of her giving and also just her friendship. And this space that she has lent to us is such a beautiful space for Black people to come and be a part of, to share in it. It is a, a community space. Kamali's got the mic. She keeps pulling it towards yep. me. And she's got a nice banana in her, in her right hand. Yep. Um, but more than just who Angel is here in D.C., I want to acknowledge who she is to me and the type of friend that she has been to me um, in in the season of my grief. Mm-hmm. And she is the friend that she, she doesn't need. She doesn't ask what I need. She just gives of herself. Mm-hmm. And this is the friend that. Man, I had brunch on my very first Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about that now as Mother's Day is approaching. I didn't know how to how to honor that day. I didn't know what that day would be like for me. But I had a friend who cared enough to have breakfast at my doorstep. This is also the friend on Kamayu's first birthday. I didn't know how I was going to honor Kamayu. Not her first birthday, her second birthday. I didn't know how I was going to honor her. Um, again, and I wanted to do things like how things were done with me and my mom, how she would do things with me, but didn't have time. And I woke up next morning, there was a cake for Kamayu at my door. Yeah. It's like, she's just, she's been that friend that has been on time and I love the way that she makes space for us. And so today is no different. Yeah. I'm really happy to be able to be here. I think it's um I think it's so unique that this space represents what it does for black people and for the community. 
mm-hmm. and what it represents for us and how angels connected to our story, how angels connected to our story, the moments of really not being sure how to do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. The moments of not being sure how to go forward. One of the things I want to say and acknowledge about Angel, when we were experiencing our second pregnancy and there was doubt and being a bit afraid and in some cases not knowing how to separate the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Angel said to us on the phone one day, she said to Felicia, but she said to us, um, Fee, they're different. Mm-hmm. Everything about them is different. And we didn't know what that meant because in the pregnancy, it feels the same. We don't know who's coming to us. We don't, we don't know who's coming to us in that way, right? Mm-hmm. But she has been such a, a love and a wisdom. And everything about this is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make room to acknowledge the difference. Yes. And that difference doesn't always mean... Deficit. Mm. We always say that. Difference does not mean deficit. So I, I deeply enjoy experiencing this difference. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the way um, this friendship, this bond has aided in our wellness, but also created the conditions for others to alleviate their suffering. Mm-hmm. When we come here, we get to talk to each other and share our stories. Mm-hmm. We had um, a visitor come in earlier, an old neighbor, and she expressed to me that um, she lost her mother two years ago, and it's still very difficult for her in her grief process. Mm. It's challenging for um, people who don't experience their mothers in their bodies anymore, but still know that I was loved, right? Mm. This love is mine. So she's having friends over this year, 15 women who have experienced the loss of their mothers. Wow. And came to this space um, for reference. Wow. For tools. Wow. So to me, that's so deeply remarkable that the Spice Suite, that angel, um, is continuing to create the conditions and give way uh, for us to alleviate our own suffering and be present for one another mm-hmm. and be present in grief. Mm-hmm. Like I know that grief isn't only sadness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you only experience grief as sadness, it it underserves the full experience of grief. There's a sacred love there. There's a silence in grief that's like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so to be able to unpack it for all of its beauty and not only for the sadness, yeah, that's important work. And we get to do it in such a historic way. Like this is really happening live in D.C. where if you know anything about my story, Um, This is where I was when I got the call that my brother was shot and killed in Sacramento. And in the studio audience today with us is the young man who was with me when I got that call. Mm -hmm. That I just want to pause there. I don't know if you know how much we talk about that that day and to be able to be here in front of you in DC this is so special to me man like I'm 
You are so special to us. Powerful. I think about, you know, like, this is one person who has, he has the view of me. Yeah. He's seen me fall and he's seen me rise. He's seen me fall and he's seen me, he actually didn't see me fall. This is actually what happened. When I got the call and I said nothing, he read my body language and he catched, he caught me before I fell. And then he cleared everybody out of my office. So in this context, you finally get to experience the power and the love that is who I call my first grief mentor. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Trayvon Lindsay is my first grief mentor. In on the on a calendar of time, at that point I was his dean, he was a student. In the walk of life, he was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I encourage each of us to lean into learning um, from whoever is around us. It isn't it isn't a a relationship that is based on chronology. It's not yeah. based on age. It's based on love. It's based on experience. And um, yeah, just to watch him grow uh, to the man he is. The way he hugged me and shook my hand. <laughs> I said, I told him, I said, I think the man version of you is my favorite version of you. <laughs> Because here's the thing, he was too cool as a teen, but it wasn't. He, he wasn't always trying to be cool. Life gave him circumstances where teenagers just really wasn't the same. For he wasn't the same type of teenager as other kids. So because life gave him those circumstances, but because a school building says, "Well, between these hours, you are a kid." It don't matter between those hours. I'm a kid. Life is not presenting me the opportunity to be the type of kid you think. Mm-hmm. So him as a man right now, I'm like, I get him. Man. I see you shining. Your skin looks like gold. Like, I get you. And I think that's really profound that we get to witness this moment. Real time. To see you. I love you for real, bro. I love you for real. As a man today. Yeah. But I remember when he was 15 (laughs) and we was riding around. Where was it over? Like on Benning Road or something like that. We was on Benning Road. We just got out of church. And we see Trey driving a Chrysler. (laughs) <laughs> he was sliding and we pull up on him and we like hey man what what you doing and his response was oh you know me <laughs> can i tell it yeah, you know what, you know, what did you tell him? i just want to say because i know he don't lie finna finesse the situation i'm trying to finesse the situation <laughs> hey, i'm trying to finesse the situation and at that point i figured sounds legit to me he has, <laughs> it seemed like he has official business because, I mean, who else is going to finesse the situation? Man, I'll never forget that day. I, um, <laughs> what a joy. What a full spectrum. Yeah. I want to pull an affirmation of reference. Um, okay. Felicia. Yeah. Uh, from your text. Oh, from mine. I see you moved the banana. Mm-hmm. I had a banana on my book for Kamali. Okay. I want to read an affirmation from page 66 that I think speaks so beautifully to what's happening. And I'm just leaning in. Like, I'm, I'm really actually excited. And I don't think I've ever been this excited while reading an affirmation. Hmm. I'm, I'm normally reflective. I am processed. But right now I'm excited because of what this affirmation holds true and what I'm witnessing. Page 66 uh, from the Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for mothers who are investigating grief process. It reads... I have compassion for myself and allow myself to feel what is true. I have compassion for others and witness their truths. I am gently and radically 
crafting a more beautiful world. Mm. I have compassion for others and witness their truths. I am gently and radically crafting a more beautiful world. That's word. Wow. This is it. This is a more beautiful world to me. I saw generations. I saw parents with children. I saw babies. I saw teenagers. I saw grandmothers and grandchildren. I saw black families well. Mm. If you ask me, that is the work of gently and radically craft, crafting a more beautiful world. Mm-hmm. I want a world where black people can be well, mm-hmm. where black children can be in spaces with their community, where we can coexist and hold space for laughter, for play, for jokes, for redirection, for tears. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful yeah. world to me. Yes. It's the one that I so appreciate. And I thank you for taking time to write these words, Fee, because mm-hmm. these words gave me excitement today. I almost never have excitement mm-hmm. when in production. Mm. Let me rephrase that. I've experienced joy. I've laughed. But this affirmation made me feel like I am living in the power. I am living in the truth. Mm. This affirmation made me feel like I am, I'm, I am radically doing it. I am doing something powerful. I'm making a shift. This is happening on the strength of community. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful to me. Yes. Yes. That particular affirmation, I'm trying to remember where it came from. I think it was me. Well, obviously when I was trying to make room to honor what it what it was I was experiencing without interruption from anyone else or... Um, really just noting what it was that I was feeling and being mm-hmm. okay with it and um, realizing that if I can do that for myself, I have to be able to do that for others. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, mm-hmm. when they communicate their truths, when they tell their stories yeah. and they're honoring who they are, I have to be able to do that. If I want that for myself, I have to be able to do that for others and how radical that is. Right. Yeah. But it also is a very, very gentle action. Yeah. It's, I guess you could say it's, it's radical to be that gentle. Huh. To have that much room for others, to believe in others that much, that, to believe in others. Yeah. That's powerful. To make room, to create the conditions. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to speak to the opportunity that we have here. Um, to just continue to address loving more abundantly mm. and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow we get to experience um, the Broccoli Con mm-hmm. as a part of Broccoli City Music Festival. And that work, uh, being able to be a panelist in that, uh, that, that weekend of culture. Mm-hmm. And speaking about wellness and sustainability for black men. Mm-hmm. And soul affirmations and, and, and checking out how we're doing on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's profound. Mm-hmm. That is creating a more beautiful world. You know, um, that is you know, the a, Clarks a, from the... Uh, go ahead. No, that, that, that is actually a topic for conversation. Right. Right. Alone. In a, in a music and arts culture 
mm-hmm. right? In a hip hop culture, we still get to talk about being well. Yes. That's profound. Yes. In a conversation I had with the Clarks, uh, Anthony, right? Mm-hmm. Something he said to me was so profound and I take it wherever I go with black men. And he said, if we don't learn to go within, we'll go without. Mm. There's a level of introspection and growth that only comes from going within. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can give it to you and nobody else can create it. Mm-hmm. But if we create the conditions to help others go inward, mm-hmm. then more of us will be well in the long term. Mm. And our children will be well. And they'll and they'll experience when they go home from school, they'll go to homes that are well. Mm. See, the thing is you can't you can't protect yourself from the rain. It's gonna fall on it's gonna fall on everybody. So it's not those people's problems. When black people are well, we all benefit. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm noting that. Kamali's walking all around in here and we're trying to get her in one spot. Yeah, and it's not happening. Because okay? <laughs> she's unstoppable. And, and what? she can't be stopped. Okay. She's the unstoppable Kamali and she can't be stopped. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, yeah. Go ahead. I thought you were looking for another affirmation. That you oh, there definitely is one that I want to share. But I just want to give, I want to give thanks where it's, where it's due. Mm-hmm. Oh. To experience this moment right now, here in this city, with who is in the room with us, it's just proof that God has literally kept us. Mm. I watched boys grow into men who weren't promised tomorrows. None of us are. But they were living in abject uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And I watched them grow into men Mm -hmm. and grow into fathers. Mm -hmm. And to be well and to find their footing in this world. Mm-hmm. It's so important to me when, when a young black man finds his footing in this world, when he has his connectedness, his belongingness, and it is linked to opportunities that are um, supporting his wellness in nature. Mm-hmm. Because you could also find that same company that's not uh, pursuing wellness, that's not trying to get better, but you have each other. And I recognize that bond, but that bond isn't, connected to um, trending upward. Mm-hmm. So there's just a miracle that I have to acknowledge. And I just want to give God thanks for, for who is present and how I've been able to see them grow. Um, I, wanted, I did want to share an affirmation fee. This is from your book? Yeah. And why am I on page 66 again? Hey. The bars what? must be on page the 66. Synchronicity. <laughs> I like that. Today, our practice love by showing compassion to people or spaces often looked or intentionally silenced. Wow. Today, our practice love by showing compassion to people or spaces often overlooked or intentionally silenced. Mm. I think that is the radical work of Angel in the Spice Suite. Mm-hmm. That's what this space does. That's what she does. Yeah. Practice mm-hmm. compassion by making her people visible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. calling them home. Mm-hmm. The space is yours. So, from our family to yours, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. It's with Kariga and Felicia. And <laughs> the audience that gathers with us today, here live from the Spice Suite, 
in Washington, hey, D.C. I want to shout out Raji for showing up to my girl from school, from grad school. I appreciate you being here and our little brother, Keyshawn. <laughs> There's massive love and moves abundantly through each of us. And until we cross paths again, may we all love more abundantly. We'd also like to thank our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver, our producer, Crystal Hill. Peace.